On this Fangirl Friday edition of Lasers and Lockets, it's a quick and raw discussion about the shows I'm currently enjoying, books I'm reading, and a little bit more. Let's dive in. Welcome to the show, or welcome back to the show. I'm Lee, your friendly neighborhood fangirl, and this is episode 66. This format is something I'm going to be trying out because I still want to deliver the incredibly detailed, well-researched episodes you guys have come to know and love, but sometimes those shows take just a little bit longer to watch and explore, so these Fangirl Friday shows will be interim uh, when I'm working on a much more involved episode. The first segment up in these fangirl ones is just a single news article that I am loving right now or that I found really interesting. So for today's news story, I was so excited to hear a release date for the Paramount Plus series Star Trek Picard Season 2. The new season is set for March 3rd of 2022, and its 10 episodes will be released weekly on Thursdays. Of the recent Star Trek series, this one is my absolute favorite. It looks like we're going to get some Q goodness as well as some Seven of Nine, even a Borg Queen in there, among other really great awesomeness. If you haven't checked out season one yet, you can catch up on Paramount+. Plus. I'll leave the link to the trailer in the show notes. Okay, so as far as shows that I am loving right now, there are a few that I'm really thoroughly enjoying. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more more about one of them a little bit later in this episode. But so first of all, I'm watching Wheel of Time right now, and uh, it's on Amazon Prime, if you're not aware. And the series, I don't honestly know how close to the books it is because I haven't read the books, but I am absolutely loving the characters and the richness of them. There's one character that annoys the heck out of me, and I hope that he doesn't continue to annoy the heck out of me, but there are so many incredibly cool female characters in Wheel of Time, and I cannot wait to have a full episode about that series. Something funny you might note about me is that uh, I never actually watch the series immediately as soon as they come out, unless it's something like Winona Earp or one of those shows that really has gripped me and I know it well. Um, I tend to be one to kind of hang back a little bit and just see what the reception is to the series. Or if a friend tells me that I should watch it, I'm more likely to watch it. And this time, one of my friends told me that Wheel of Time was awesome. So I went ahead and uh, and definitely gave it a try. I didn't watch it when it was, you know, on its weekly schedule uh, just before Christmas. But I am really glad because now I can kind of binge through it. I'm on the seventh episode almost finished, uh, but I can't wait to really dive into those characters and go through them with you as well uh, in an an upcoming episode. Next up, I have been thoroughly enjoying the third season of Lost in Space. So if you're not familiar with Lost in Space, it is a remake of, I believe, like a 1960s series. Uh, It is where the phrase Danger Will Robinson comes from. And uh, if you've heard that before, it's kind of a a pop culture reference that I think has transcended most um, of our generations here. But Lost in Space is a ton of fun. I know that it's been modernized, of course, for today, 
but uh, I really am enjoying it. I love the, it is a pretty wholesome series, which I kind of enjoy. Sometimes, you know, you just have to go back to the wholesome series and Lost in Space is one of those for me. I enjoy the characters. I find them fun. The character development has been excellent through the whole series. There are some fun villains and not villains and other things. The technology is really cool and I am just thoroughly enjoying it. Lastly, to round out the trio of shows I've been watching is Foundation on Apple TV+. So Foundation is based on Isaac Asimov's series, the Foundation series, or trilogy, I believe it is. Uh, and the thing about Foundation is that it has been significantly modernized. Certain characters have become female in it, and I appreciate that, of course, but if you're a purist of books like Foundation series or The Wheel of Time or whatever it may be, you may find TV series like this tricky because they don't necessarily follow exactly the books or the, the trilogy. So Foundation was originally, uh, I think it was like a serial in a magazine, and it covered a vast span of years with various characters so that you never really got attached to one character over another. And uh, the TV series has apparently found a way to keep a certain number of characters consistent uh, in, in upcoming seasons as well. But I'll be curious to see what happens with that. I am enjoying it so far. It is not one that's easy to get into. I'm, I'm just going to say that right off the bat. You really have to sit down and focus. It's not one of those ones you can sort of watch in the background and uh, still get everything from it. It's one of those ones you really have to focus on. But I'm enjoying it. I find the characters interesting. I find the storyline interesting. It is one of those ones that intrigues me enough that I might actually read the the novels as well. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if I, uh, you know, decide that I really love that world. But I love the span of time and the different areas of the universe that have been created in the story. And I feel like Apple TV Plus has done a, a great job with the series. The the characters are rich, the development is good, and the visuals are incredible. Like they ha they know how to produce a series. That's that's for sure. So I also wanted to talk about a few novels that I have been reading recently. Um as you know or maybe you don't if you're new to the series, but I love books and I love reading and it's something that helps me to escape into a different world, which we all sort of need sometimes, especially with everything that's been going on in the world. Reading is a wonderful way to do that. Podcasts are a wonderful way to do that. Watching fantasy TV series or sci-fi TV series, great ways to do that. But there are a few books that I've been reading and I thought I'd share them with you in case you haven't heard of them or if you have and you haven't quite given them a chance yet, I would love to, to share these with you. So the first book I finished over the Christmas holiday and it's one that I loved the movie so much, but I had never actually read the book. I had started it several times, never finished it, but the time was right and I read it and it's Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy by Douglas Adams. It is a classic. It is so funny, so witty, so just everything that I hoped it would be. I want to watch the film again. Unfortunately, over the Christmas holiday, I didn't get an opportunity to watch it with my dad, which I was hoping to, but hopefully soon we'll be able to do something like a share play experience to be able to watch it together or something like that. But 
It just has such fun characters. And it's one of those ones that you just keep thinking about. Like I shared several of the quotes from the book with my parents while I was home. And it was, I just found it super funny. It even made my mom laugh out loud one time. And and she's not one that loves sci-fi. So it was just, uh, it's just such a fun one. And uh, today I was talking with my boss about it. And uh, she likewise had some wonderful quotes from the film too, which, which was wonderful. So yeah, that book, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is way fun. I also read the second book, uh, the restaurant at the end of the universe. And I loved it too. Not as much as Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, but still a lot of fun. And I'm hoping to get through the whole series eventually, uh, which would be wonderful. Next up is a series I've been reading for a few years. I generally only get one of the books per year, uh, just depending on where I can find them. I like to try to find them at my local Barnes and Noble or a local bookshop in my area. And it is the Seven Realms series by Cinda Williams Chima, or Chima. I'm not quite sure how to say that, but it is such a great fantasy series. The world is so incredibly rich in the series, and it follows a princess named Princess Reza, and she is basically, uh, so she, she basically is in a world where wizards are bad and it's a queendom, I should say, not a kingdom, it's a queendom. And uh, anyway, it's just such a fascinating series. And the the princess is no damsel in distress. That's what I always love. It's one of those tropes that I absolutely love is this really strong, powerful princess who can take care of herself, but there's also a little romance in it, which I love as well. Uh, but yeah, it's just a really fun series. The world is so incredibly rich. You get absolutely sucked into it and I would highly recommend it. So yeah, it's, I believe it's four books and I am through getting just finished with the third book. Uh, which is called The Grey Wolf Throne. But it's just a great series to dive into. If you can find all four books at the same time, that's wonderful. You could just read through all of them. But I tend to read about one a year. It's been the past few years I've been going through them. Lastly, I don't know about you, but I love a good uh, dark academia book or dark academia sort of fantasy sci-fi book. And uh, one of my favorite authors is Naomi Novik. She wrote the the book that has ended up on my top 20 books of all time, which is Uprooted. But she has recently written a, a dark academia book called A Deadly Education. And uh, I, at first, I wasn't quite sure I was going to love it. But oh my goodness, it is so good. It's funny. It's witty. It's dark. It's twisty. It's just everything you would hope for in a dark academia book. And the character, the lead character is a girl who is morally gray, which I absolutely love that trope. There is a sort of knight in shining armor kind of guy in it, but he's, uh, she doesn't want anything to do with him because he keeps, you know, trying to make her, well, it basically makes her look like she's weak. And, and basically, so this, the premise of the story is they are these magical people, so witches or wizards, and they're attending this school that's trying to kill them. So the, the center of the school is open to this void and these creatures come out of it 
at all hours of the day, night or day, doesn't matter. And uh, all of their rooms have the void in in their rooms and everything, but the school is literally trying to kill them. And if they can make it through graduation, they can get out into the world and return to a normal, some sort of normal semblance of life. But uh, if you're a loner, like the lead character in this book, it's a little hard for you. Um, Other places have these covens or um, groups of of wizards or witches where they can get assistance from one another to protect each other. But the, the lead character in this book is a loner and she's morally gray, so nobody really trusts her and uh, with good reason and also without good reason. But she's one of those characters that you just love anyway and you want to see her succeed and, and not die uh, because everyone has her whole, lo- whole life basically has told her that she's not good enough and she's evil. And so it's kind of the struggle for her to be a good person, but she's morally gray. And I love that. That's one of my absolute favorite tropes, like I mentioned before. So if you're interested in a dark academia book, that's got some good fantasy, it's like a magic sort of high school type of situation. Uh, a deadly education would be a great choice for you by Naomi Novik. Now it wouldn't be a fangirl Friday without a character of the week. And this is the character that is currently living rent free in my head. And it is Moraine from Wheel of Time. So this character, I think the reason why I love her so much is because she is... Now, I've used the word trope several times tonight, I know. But the thing is that tropes are not necessarily bad. And there are just certain tropes that everybody loves. And this character, Moraine, is one of those that I absolutely love because she's morally gray. Uh, You don't know much about her. She's secretive. She's misunderstood. She has both good and maybe a little bit of darkness in her. Who knows? Uh, But that's one of my favorite things about characters like her. Another character that I think of when I think of that is a character like Sarah Lance from Legends of Tomorrow, uh, Winona Earp from uh, from Winona Earp. I, I'm I like Regina from Once Upon a Time. So many characters are are like this, and and I love them. Uh, currently, I'm watching. NCIS Hawaii, which is has absolutely nothing to do with sci-fi or fantasy, but it the character Kate Whistler on it is some is a character like Moraine to me. She is mysterious and misunderstood, and yeah. Anyway, just really love that character. Moraine has this kind of I don't know. Moraine to me, she comes across as somebody who is just wildly misunderstood and she's tough and she never really lets her facade break except for when she's around somebody that she really, really, truly loves. But it's just one of those characters that you are rooting for, that you want to succeed. You want to know more about them. And that is really the hook that got me into Wheel of Time. I want to know more about Moraine's backstory. I want to know more about Moraine. We learn little tidbits through as we're running through, but I just want to know more. I want to understand the character more. And I think that is a sign of a really good character. In my limited exposure to Moraine so far, I mean, I know I'm almost finished with the first season, but in my my limited exposure to her, there's something about the character in the eyes of the character. 
And, and I know that the, those are the actor's eyes, of course, but it's also the character. And you just see this pain and this, this strength in her too. She's trying to do the right thing, or she's trying to save the world, really. Uh, but there's this pain in her eyes, and it's something that you just want to give her a hug, really. To me, that's the thing that I just want to give her a hug, and I want to protect her, but also I kind of want her to protect me too. Let's be honest. She could really protect us all, but it's it's one of those things that I just absolutely love about the character. I love the intelligence of the character too. The way she thinks through things, you see it in her eyes and the way in her expressions and things. She just thinks through situations really strongly. And I love that. She's very measured in her responses to things. She's very calculating in the way that she goes about things. And I cannot wait to understand more about that character. And I think something that's important to note is that I know that not everyone is going to love Wheel of Time because it deviates from the novels. I know that not everyone is going to love the character of Moraine. But that's one thing that I love about TV series like this is that it's great for people who have never read the books, but it may also be enjoyable enjoyable for people who have read the books. I think one thing that one of my friends said to me uh, is that sometimes it's better to not have read the books and just enjoy the TV series than to worry about what has changed and be angry about that. And I think that's a good way to look at it. And I'm trying really hard to separate when I have read a book and, and try to watch something, I do try to separate that. So maybe maybe that's the question of this episode. So if a TV series or film is based off of a book or a series of books, do you like to read the books too? Or do you keep your opinion solely based on the artistic merits of the TV show or the film? In that same vein, if you've read a book or a, or a series of books, does that make you hesitant to watch a show or a film based on it? I've had so many wonderful conversations with friends recently about Wheel of Time and various other franchises, and I really would love to hear what you all think about that. Personally, I don't mind mixing my reading and watching lives together, but there are certain movies that I have refused to watch in the past because the world in my head is too incredible and I fear that a movie will ruin it. For example... Ready Player One. I loved the book so much, and I have refused to see the film because the world I've built up in my head is too good to ruin if the adaptation is bad. And I've heard good things about the film if you take it as a separate entity. So perhaps I should change my thinking on that. But I don't know. Aragon is another perfect example of a time, but I was absolutely ruined by the film. I read Aragon when it first came out, and I read the whole trilogy as it came out, and I absolutely loved the world of the books. I loved the characters. I loved the richness of the world. I loved what was described in the books and what I visualized in my head for it. The trailer looked good for it, and so I thought... Maybe I'll just give it a try and maybe I'll love the film as well. But the film ruined it for me and I was so sad that I watched it. 
You know, I cannot wait to hear your answers about this. There are a few main ways that you can share your thoughts about it and get in touch with us. First, you can tweet them to us at Lasers Lockets. If you're listening on Spotify, you can answer the question right there in the app, which is great. And lastly, join our community on Discord and share your thoughts there with our nerdy Lasers and Lockets family. We would love to have you along for the ride, and I cannot wait to hear your responses to this. You can find our socials and the links to our Discord in the show notes as well. And uh, I think that's it for this episode of Fangirl Friday. We'll catch you back here in a couple of weeks for a lot more nerdy fun. Until then, watch out for Trollocs and those super creepy eyeless shades. Be kind to one another, get your nerd on, and be awesome. All right. (laughs) 